Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you're listening and wherever you are listening and wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having an awesome start to your Thursday. Of course, we want to remind you, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPower across all forms of social media. You can also find every podcast that's available through the Battery Power podcast free on all podcast platforms. All you've got to do is just hit that subscribe button, and you're going to be able to get content whenever it is available. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button at your next convenience, and that will allow for you to know when all the great content from the Battery Power Podcast Network is available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. Another walk-off win for the Atlanta Braves. They're second in three nights against the San Francisco Giants on a night where Carlos Rodon was absolutely on top of his game and pretty much silenced the Braves' offense for seven innings, and the Braves did not have but one run until the bottom of the ninth. The Braves were able to make the most of it. A Dansby Swanson home run, followed by Marcelo Zona single, followed by a William Contreras single to tie the game. And then after an Orlando Arcia strikeout and William Contreras stolen base, it was Adam Duvall who delivered the game-winning base hit. But there are several narratives from this game that are relevant and significant. And to be honest, they're all fun to recognize. For one, the Braves faced off against one of the best pitchers in the National League so far this season. And one thing that was talked about from many different sources about the Braves through their first month and a half or so of the season is that, yes, they did face some of the better pitchers in the National League and in the majors several times, and they struggled against that level of pitching. Well, tonight the Braves' offense once again did not find a lot of success. They were not able to jump on Carlos Rodon early like, you know, I'd hope they would. You know, as the Braves have done very well, as as the Braves have been very, very well of doing over the past few weeks. But while the Braves' offense was certainly limited, the big storyline also, besides the walk-off win, is Charlie Morton once again showing that he's starting to find his rhythm. As I had mentioned on yesterday's Hammer, Charlie Morton came into last night's game over his previous seven starts having struck out 52 batters and walking only 10 over that stretch of seven starts. Well, last night, Charlie Morton was on his game again through seven innings. He only gave up two earned runs, 
struck out 11 Giants, and didn't allow a walk. So that means now over his past eight starts, Charlie Morton has 63 strikeouts compared to 10 walks. That's a 6-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. That's pretty darn good for a starting pitcher. And now you're seeing that Charlie Morton, he has over 30 strikeouts over his past three starts. I'm not saying Morton's completely back, but he definitely is starting to find his groove, much like he did this time last year. He's starting to find his groove. And that's a great development for the Braves to put him with Max Reed and Kyle Wright, who could easily emerge. Those three, Wright, Morton, and Freed, could easily emerge as one of the best trios in the National League. But it's not just about the pitching. It's also to do with the late-game production of the Braves, as in both Monday night's game, when Orlando Arcia got the game-winning hit, and in Wednesday night's game. It was the bottom of the order once again doing the work. The bottom of the order was finding success, getting the job done for the Braves. And the great thing about it is, is that it's the home run, cert, home run certainly helped out. They played a part in the Braves being able to come back. You know, for, for instance, Dansby Swanson hitting the home run to make the score 3-2 to two in the ninth. But it was the Braves simply getting hits when they needed to from Ozuna and Contreras and Duvall. And that's what's outstanding to see. Against playoff caliber competition, the Braves have been able to win late in games because the bottom of their order came through in the clutch. And the biggest narrative to me of all is that coming off that month stretch where the Braves were playing teams that they clearly were better than, on paper, and, you know, getting 14 straight wins. You know, coming into this homestand against the Giants and the Dodgers, I think it was fair to say. How real is this for the Braves? How will they compare playing much more competitive teams than the Giants and the Dodgers? And the Giants so far have done a pretty decent job with Logan Webb and Carlos Rodon of being able to silence the Braves' bats, being able to limit the Braves' offense. But it's been the Braves' pitching and late-game offensive production that has won them these games. Think about it. You've got two teams right now in the Giants and the Braves that are fighting for playoff positioning in the wild card. If these two teams were to match up in the playoffs, you would likely see Max Freed versus Carlos Rodon in Game 1 and Charlie Morton versus Logan Webb in Game 2. So this so far has been kind of like a playoff setup for Atlanta that they could see in October against an opponent that they could see. And in games that feel like playoff-style baseball, the Braves are finding ways to win. They're combining excellent production from their starting rotation as well as late-game clutch offense to get the job done and get the win. So yes, 14 straight games is huge for the month of June. That put the Braves in a position to truly start to do the work that they need to do to clearly solidify themselves in the playoffs. But it's also very significant, in my opinion, to see in a playoff-type atmosphere against quality pitching, the Braves are getting the job done 
And they're consistently doing it because they're getting contributions from many different parts of the team that hopefully will continue as the season progresses. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So obviously when the Braves offense has their best bats, playing at their true talent level. You know, that's when this team is playing at its full capability. Talking about Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Ozzie Albies when he's healthy. You would love to see more consistent production out of Marcelo Zuna. When those guys are playing at their best, this Braves offense can truly be among the best in the National League. But we've also discussed that a narrative that is continuing to gain more significance for this Atlanta team is just how much support they're getting from some of their young talents. We talk about Spencer Strider. We talk about Michael Harris. But we also want to talk about William Contreras. And we have talked about William Contreras. Don't get me wrong at all. William Contreras has been an absolute revelation so far this season. It's hard to get him consistent playing time because Travis Darno is also having a great bounce-back season from last year, but the Braves are finding a way to get Williams Contreras at bats. But that's the thing that stands out. William Contreras actually is regressing just a bit. Over, over his past seven games played, which would consist over his past 26 at bats, coming into last night, William Contreras had a 231 average, a 310 on base percentage, and a 423 slugging percentage. So regression is starting to settle in for William Contreras, as we always thought it would. That's nothing against Contreras. That's nothing negative. Just as teams get more tape on him and start to approach him differently, regression was always a likely scenario. But last night, in one inning, we saw the value that William Contreras can offer in an offensive role. Getting the game-tying hit, stealing a base, as the second out of the inning was happening in what could have potentially been a strike out throw out situation, but then also aggressive base running to get the win for the Braves. It's very good to see. And it also shows that with William Contreras, the value is not just there in him hitting home runs. I mean, so far this season, for instance, William Contreras is a 377 on base percentage. He's got pretty good discipline at the plate to where he get, or excuse me, he now has a 364 on base percentage for the season. That's pretty decent. 
for a player that, you know, has not been in the majors for long. So he's showing a good eye at the plate. He's showing value at being when it comes to base running. And he's again showing that the early season success when it comes to offensive production is no flu. Now, his home run rate was always going to go down. But he didn't need to hit a home run last night. He got the job done in multiple ways to help the Braves win the game. And that's been a consistent theme of this young talent for the Braves. They're doing it in multiple ways. Spencer Strider started off in the bullpen, has helped to solidify the rotation a bit. He may eventually go back to the bullpen, but he's shown his versatility. Michael Harris has been outstanding in the field and at the plate so far with him as a rookie. And now we have William Contreras, who is a, has a little bit of utility versatility as well, playing catcher, playing the outfield, playing, you know, designated hitter. But it's not just about him hitting home runs. He can get big hits and show value on the base as well. So it's not just that the Braves' young talents are playing exceptionally well. It's that they're finding ways to contribute in multiple ways to help the Braves win games. And that has provided a huge boost. And don't forget about Orlando Arcia either. As he's replaced Ozzie Abbey's, all of this has provided a huge boost to the Braves as they look to continue to win at a good clip to hopefully even potentially challenge the Mets for the NL East Division title. But it still stays with one game at a time. And this today, we're actually going to get an early start, an 11-20 start. Kyle Wright on the mound versus Alex Wood. You have to feel confident if you're a Braves fan. Because with Kyle Wright on the mound, he definitely has had the better season. And you also, again, have to consider how good the Braves have been against Southpaw so far this season. And nothing against Alex Wood. I don't think that he's on the same level as a Carlos Rodon. So the Braves offense can get going early. There is a real chance that the Braves could take three out of four from the Giants, which would be a huge boost as they then would welcome the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman over the weekend. But the first thing to do is to once again play to their potential. Going to be interesting to see what the lineup card may look like on a, on a day game following the night game. But we'll see if the Braves can get the job done and be able to win this series against the Giants. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN across all forms of social media, free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button, and that's where the content will be. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon, and the next time that we talk, We'll be discussing the return of Freddie Freeman to Atlanta. Have a great one. Talk to you soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.